Project 613, day 227. Today we continue once again to learn about the laws about how food and beverages can become ritually impure. Let's talk about liquids. We already spoke about foods, anything that's edible, as long as it went through heksher, with specific conditions through which this food becomes capable of contracting ritual impurity. But what about liquids themselves? And the answer is, the only types of liquids that could become ritually impure are the seven liquids that could do heksha, those seven liquids that if they touch food, that food can now become ritually impure. So just to uh, repeat once again, the seven liquids are water, wine, blood, olive oil, milk, dew, and honey. These are the only seven liquids that could contract ritual impurity. Fruit juice. Any other liquids that are not included in these seven can never become ritually impure. Now let's talk a little bit about, so what? If food becomes ritually impure, what happens now? So there are certain things to keep in mind. Number one, food is never the source of ritual impurity. As we've learned in the past, ritual impurity can come from a dead corpse. That's called avi avoisatuma. That is like the parent of all ritual impurities. If a Jew is a Metzaira, that miraculous leper, he becomes a source of ritual impurity. Um, a dead animal is a source of ritual impurity. And in, a dead insect, um, various different things are a source for ritual impurity. But food is never a source of ritual impurity. It only becomes ritually impure because it touched or it was touched by something that is a source for ritual impurity. So food that is ritually impure if a person touches that food, they do not become ritually impure. If a, a vessel touched that food, if a cup touched food that is ritually impure, the cup itself does not become ritually impure as a result of the food. However, if you have a ritually impure apple and another apple touches that apple, then it also contracts a certain level of ritual impurity. And generally speaking, it is a lower level of ritual impurity. Its ramifications, um, it all depends with regard to what type of holy food one wants to eat. Remember, in general, in order to eat food, one does not need to do so in a state of ritual purity, and it is perfectly fine and perfectly kosher for a Jew who is ritually impure or ritually pure to eat food that is ritually impure. This only matters when we're talking about uh, eating holy foods such as truma, which is a special food that was given to the kayanim, or uh, sacrificial meats, and so on. Or if a person um, right now wants to go into the holy temple, our sages declared that if they eat something that is ritually impure, they should go to the mikveh before going into the holy temple. Thank you all for watching. More tomorrow.